Away We Go podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Kayla. And this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. The reason for that is we recognize that it's early in the year and it's also early in travel season, if you will, or the travel for this upcoming year. And we wanted to share with you a couple of quick tips and tricks when it comes to traveling in the era time frame of COVID. If you listen to our previous podcasts and uh, some of them at the end of last year, we spoke about our trip to the Dominican Republic, an international trip that we took. And we were very cautious while traveling and, and it worked out for us. We had a negative throughout the trip. We were going to get it afterwards. And we just wanted to share a bit of uh, kind of easy tips, if you will, that I think might be helpful for you to kind of think about how can I do my bestest when it comes to traveling during COVID to be safe about it. My bestest. My bestest. So even this is a small podcast, we can't go ahead with a podcast if we don't have a drink. We do want to make a shout out to our good friend, Mark and Taylor, for providing us with a little bit of uh, Christmas gifts, if you will. They brought us some craft beers from Toronto, which we miss greatly. From Ontario in general. In Ontario in general, we miss good old Ontario craft beer, and we miss them. So we Mm -hmm. appreciate them bringing it. So we have actually two different beers for this one. So Kayla, why don't you take us through yours first? Yeah, so they did the a really good job at grabbing a bunch of seasonal stuff, which I love. So the first one that I am drinking today is a pumpkin ale from Lake of Bays Brewing Company. They are a small batch company located in Baysville, Ontario. Mm. Yeah. So I'm really excited for this. We've got a 25 IBU and it is it has an ABV of 6%. Very nice. Mine is different. It's the Blueberry Blonde from Broadhead Brewery. It's a lot of bees. Uh, it's a 5% beer. It's fairly low. It doesn't show numbers, but it shows a scale. It's fairly low in terms of IBU. Their tagline is work hard, drink easy. At Broadhead, great things come from hard work, passion, and ingenuity. Our recipes are crafted to be flavorful yet approachable, striking a balance between innovation and tradition. So they are located in Ottawa, Ontario. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that. So let's mm-hmm. crack them and start this podcast. Oh, yeah. That's a field of blueberries right there. Pumpkin gets a bad rep as being like a basic... Basic bitch. Basic basic bitch thing. Yeah. But in reality, it's not actually pumpkin flavor. If you've ever had pumpkin stuff. I had a lot of pumpkin soup in the Dominican. Yep. And it almost has like a cheesy taste to it. Right. Whereas like anything pumpkin flavored has notes of like cinnamon and nutmeg those really warm spices that you taste around the holiday seasons that make you feel warm inside, which like I need right now because I am not doing well with winter. Just do not like it. (laughs) I love that yours uh, compared to mine, like for my ingredients, if you look at it, it just says, I think it says barley or something like it or wheat. There's literally, Oh no, right here next to the, uh, the scan code at the bottom. Oh yeah. Contains barley. Yeah. So yours has the full ingredients listing, which I th- thought was helpful because it says, uh, I'm not. I'm going to skip the obvious ones, but this is pumpkin puree. Oh, it does have actual pumpkin in vanilla it. Vanilla extract Yummy. and spices and yeast. It yeah. Is. No, this is, this tastes like I'm literally, it, it reminds me a little bit of the uh, blueberry uh, that we get from Pump House. Yes. Uh, but it has a more subtle, almost vanilla flavor in the background, I find, mm. um, which kind of, it doesn't overpower the, the, the blueberries mm-hmm. anyway so thanks again mark and taylor for bringing love us it. those and uh, we have a couple more beers it almost from them. feels like a fall podcast with these two beers i right know now. it almost feels like it's a harvest season yep. um but anyway we have 10 easy tips that we're going to quickly talk about and kind of go from there so i'll start us off with the first one um which is all around the very obvious mask wearing when you are traveling 
there's a couple things to consider when it comes to masks. And again, I'm not going to sound like your regional or provincial uh, news break about wearing masks. But there's been obviously a recent update stating that N95 masks are kind of the uh, best or most appropriate to wear if possible. So one of the things I want to quickly call out, especially at the time of recording this, N95 masks are not mandatory everywhere. But if you are able to get a hold of them, I've heard great things in terms of their comfort, their accessibility. The only thing that I would recommend and that has been brought up by others as well is uh, bring uh, a couple of them for yourself. Because um, with any masks, N95 masks may hold on to bacteria or germs on them for about two to three days. So they always recommend bringing at least four different masks to alternate between. And definitely do not wash your N95 masks. If you are using other sorts, like some of uh, the ones that we use, we use uh, some that were material, we use some that were like surgical style. Um, there's no harm if you're ever concerned with doubling up on masks. Uh, people do recommend that. Uh, but at the end of the day, what I always recommend for myself, for Caleb, for anyone is wear masks that you find safe and comfortable. You are going to be probably in an airplane for four to five hours sometimes, maybe longer depending on your travel destination. The last thing you want is to feel like you are, uh, you know, claustrophobic or whatever the case may be. Um, I've also heard people who um, take more time if they're on the plane uh, to go to the the bathroom. If it's just like a quick, like, you know, if you need to like breathe a little bit or take a break from wearing a mask, again, do things at your own risk and be careful about it. But again, I I would be faltering if I didn't start this off with the very obvious wear a mask. Let's go to number two. So number two, is a pretty obvious one. And it's been toted from the very beginning as helping uh, wear hand sanitizer, wear, use hand sanitizer. <laughs> I Now I'm just picturing someone with like cute little hand sanitizer earrings. Oh, I was just picturing people like they have gloves that are just covered in hand sanitizer. Like it's, <laughs> it's filled like with jelly. Yeah. Uh, so hand sanitizer is important. It depending on the alcohol content of it will kill a lot of the germs that are on surfaces of things. I like to do it whenever I get onto an airplane whenever I get off of an airplane and I try not to touch my face at all in the middle of it. I think that's a huge life lesson for anyone to stop touching your face as Kayla touches her face. <laughs> um, it, it's just one of the things that there's so much bacteria naturally in the world and we just, anyway, we just do it subconsciously sometimes for itches, scratches, whatever the case may be, um, but try to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, but Kayla, sorry, just to, before we move on to the third yeah. one, what do you, what do we typically do when it comes to bringing hand sanitizer slash usually, getting it? Usually we bring some sort of sanitizer. Just shorten it up for you. Usually we bring some sort of hand sanitizer with us. Uh, a lot of the ones that we have are small enough to go into the carry-on. Make sure that you separate them so that they can go in your liquids bags and you don't get flagged for having a liquid in there. Make sure that you do separate it when you go through security. But I like to have that on us and I like to have it accessible. Basically, as soon as I go through security, if I did have to put it in a plastic bag, I take it out of that plastic bag so that when I need it, it's there and ready to go. Another convenient thing is some like there are kind of like a keychain for your hand sanitizer mm. that you can hook onto the outside of your bag so that you don't even have to go into your bag and touch things like your zippers and whatnot in order to get to it. And I was just going to quickly add that uh, some air air services, like I know Air Canada as an example, does typically provide a health and safety bag at the start of each flight. And in those, it inc- includes uh, hand sanitizer. It includes wipes. Again, those are great to 
you know, bring with you or, or use later on. I wouldn't rely on just that because it's a very small amount. Mm-hmm. But if you're ever on a flight and you're just saying, oh, I'm going to use this now or there's a wipe, I want to wipe down my tray. There, that's another great thing. to. And I want to say like 90% of the time, if you needed more than what they were giving to you, you could probably ask for an additional one. I think any airline is happy that you are taking the precautions to be safer and you're not only protecting yourself, but you're also protecting all of their staff. A hundred percent, which, you know, I, I think that's even, that's, that's huge for them. Um, the third one moving on is be smart in airports. Uh, I don't know if you guys always travel like we do, but we often have, because we live in a small town, we're generally not just doing one flight. We generally will have layovers in certain airports. So it's really those layovers where I want to emphasize the be smart component. If you are going to restaurants that you need to sit down, again, they generally do well for spacing, but from our experience, it may be better to find a place where you can grab food to take to sit somewhere, you know, more privately. Uh, Lounges are actually doing a little bit better uh, when it comes to uh, spacing and and cleanliness, at least from my experience. So if you have access to a lounge and if you don't, you can always check out uh, there's priority pass, which allows you to pay kind of like an annual fee and you can have access if you are a fairly consistent uh, traveler. There's also uh, different credit cards that give you access to lounges that may be worth checking out. But uh, overall, what I'm getting at is if you are generally taking your mask off in airports, which usually only happens if you're eating or drinking, try to find places that you feel comfortable. Yeah. I think one of the the main things and why we like lounges right now, especially during this scenario this season is that there is more consistent cleaning than there is somewhere like the regular airport they have definitely up their cleaning but there's no way to guarantee that that chair that you are now sitting in that has armrests that you are now touching wasn't just occupied by someone who yeah may have been in contact or whatever the other issue too and i guess we can't disregard this is that it's been pretty much proven at this point that covid is primarily an airborne uh, illness. So yes, it's great that things get wiped down. But again, if you're taking off your masks for long periods of time and you are within a vicinity of somebody else mm-hmm. who has it, that's always concerning. Yeah. The, Angle wh- yourself towards walls. Yeah. The one, turn your chairs around. The one big thing that I will also say, and this is kind of a shout out to most travelers out there, is that I will I would argue that most travelers probably are more careful when it comes to health and safety than non-travelers. Most travelers, at least we found this in Canada, recognize, you know, there's rules that are in place for a reason. They want to be traveling. They want to keep traveling. And if they disregard these rules, that's all going to go away. So a lot of people are generally pretty good with that. We've encountered, sadly, some pretty bad international travelers, but that's going to happen anywhere you go. All the best you can do is be the best traveler. You can be, you know, be at an airport, be it uh, somewhere in a lounge, be it at a resort, wherever you need to be, just be safe. Yeah. All right. So the next travel tip that I have, or the tip in general, is to be outside as much as you can. I know that in the winter months in Canada, it is very hard to be outside. I am one of those people that would much rather stay inside. But in those cases, I'm usually traveling alone. It's just with you. So if you are going somewhere where you know there's going to be a lot of people, try to make it an outdoor area. We just came back from our trip to the Dominican Republic, which meant we got to spend a lot of time on the beach and outside, which means that there is less air circulating between different people. It's being swept away the moment it's out of my body. There's a lot more space. Basically, in general, avoid 
tight, compact areas where you are sharing air with a lot of people. I would also state if you are, again, as this podcast comes out fairly early in the year, if you're considering travel this year, start looking at warmer places or seasons when it is warmer for exactly what Kayla said. If you are saying, hey, we're going to a cabin that will be filled with, you know, hundreds of people and we're all going to be indoors, you know, doing whatever, like at that point, there may be some concern around air circulation mm-hmm. or stuff like that. There's also the idea that like if you are going to a cabin with 100 people inside, chances are you're going to have to wear your mask the whole time. Are you comfortable with that? Or would you rather be outside where as long as you can maintain a six foot distance, you can take off your mask? Very true. Very true. Um, moving on. This one is a little bit more for anyone traveling on a budget. Anyone who's traveling, maybe they're doing some backpacking, whatever the case may be it's going to be really important to look into solo rooms. Um, so be this again for Kayla and I as a couple, we're starting to plan our Portugal trip, which is coming up in April. We are already pretty much of the mindset that we do not want to do any bunk bed rooms. Um, there are going to be some reduced uh, rooms and I'm sure places are doing their best to try to be safe about it. But I think for the, the kind of that whole aspect of like, you know, safety and, and, and peace of mind is like, look for rooms where it is a private room where you have your own bed, you have your own door. Um, you don't have to be kind of sleeping, either sleeping in a mask or sleeping next to people who are sharing the same air as you. One of the other things to think about if you are someone who is traveling solo in those bunk bedrooms, try to find a room that may have uh, either pods or curtains dividing your beds right. so that not everything is open. There's at least a layer around you. You can technically take off your mask in that safe little bubble zone of your own. Right. And that's the tr- the tricky part. You may say like, oh, but there's air circulation with like fans or forced air. That's typically just pushing air into the room and circulating it within the room. It's not, it, it, you don't have the filter that's pulling it out, if you will, or at, at least as much. So Again, a fan is not pulling out air. It's moving it around primarily. So it's, again, trying to understand what the the safest part of that is. Um, Again, just something to consider. It might cost a little bit more, but for the safety of saying like, oh, I can actually sleep with a mask off rather than having to sleep with a mask makes things a little bit easier. Yeah. The next one on our list is rapid tests. Do some rapid testing. If you live in an area where they are giving out rapid tests, go and get yourself some. Take them on vacation with you. They're considered like a medical use product. So they nine times out of 10 will not get flagged going through any sort of airport security. We brought something like 10 rapid tests with us on our trip to the Dominican Republic and we were taking them every couple days for that one too, because we're uh, a, a couple and we were doing literally everything in tandem uh, we realized that um, we didn't need to both be taking rapid tests because very rarely were we apart. And if let's say Kayla went to a bar without me and let, hypothetically she would have contracted COVID, there's a good chance that she would have given it to me within X, you know, within a couple of minutes. So it wasn't like, Oh, I took it. And then there was nothing. Um, and then the other thing with that is alternate. Um, we're doing that now as we've just returned from the Dominican Republic where Kayla and I are alternating days of taking the rapid test. We don't have any symptoms, but we recognize that as we've returned from an international flight, an international location, uh, as we are kind of if somewhat isolating within our own bubble, if you will, um, we want to be safe about it. Probably once we're done with that, rapid test will be kind of on an on-need basis, but Uh, Yeah. So if you are able to access rapid tests, awesome. If you aren't, but you know that you are planning on traveling somewhere internationally, try to find some online. We found some from, I believe it's Switch Health, where we ordered some. They also have 
some other tests, including some PCRs that you can book consultations with people online <laughs> and do that over a video call with them to avoid having to find somewhere what that does PCR tests yeah. wherever your destination may be. So there are a lot of companies out there who are trying to make it easier and safer for us to travel. The kind of feeding off that, and this is kind of the next tip, which is PCR or other molecular tests. So depending on where you are traveling back to or to or wherever, some of them may have requirements about testing and they may require you to test prior to arrival. They may require you to test upon arrival. Um, if you have the money and you are saying, I would like to take the test either way, go for it. Um, if you're traveling for business purposes, there may be an ability for you to uh, claim some of that as a business expense as well if the travel is related to your work. Uh, but at the end of the day, PCR tests or molecular tests of the same, uh, you know, of equivalent value have a better kind of definition, if you will, or a better kind of chance of actually finding that out, um, at least within a timing perspective. So um, again, just tests in general, rapid tests, great as an ongoing basis. PCR, really consult if, you're, if your country of either travel requires it uh, and make sure you get that scheduled as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. All right. The next one on our list of things that you should do if you are traveling during this season, during the season of COVID, which seems to be three years at this point. So the trilogy. Yeah. Is to minimize your contacts or bring friends. So I just keep going back to this Dominican Republic trip because (laughs) it was the last trip that we took. We went just the two of us. And we didn't make any friends on this trip. It's probably the first time ever we have not made friends on a trip. And one of the main reasons is because of COVID. Yes, most people had to take uh, tests and be fully vaccinated in order to go to the resort. But we were still playing it super safe. We wanted to be able to get back into Canada at the end of it. And so we minimized contact with other people as much as possible. And if we couldn't minimize it, we would wear masks. We also brought... Uh, as I mentioned, or as Kayla mentioned earlier, we brought uh, quite a few rapid tests. And we thought about this, that if we ever did come across, let's say another couple or another, you know, individuals or a group that we wanted to hang out with, we made friends with, we may just offer them the rapid test as well mm-hmm. to say like, hey, if you could either one person from the group or the whole group or whatever, the couple, t- could you take a rapid test? And if it came back negative, then we would feel comfortable hanging out and making a bubble with them. Yeah. One way to avoid this is to bring friends with you. Mm -hmm. That's a great option. I think everyone's getting a little stir crazy at this point. And if you can travel with friends, it's probably way safer than making friends on the road. Also, if it's even just a a portion of your trip, I think too, if you're like, if you know, Kayla and I are doing Portugal for three weeks. If we had friends that we met up with for a week or something, you know, even just a portion of that, it would be a way of kind of, um, you know, getting that kind of friend uh, you know that stimulation that, I was from people say that, that aren't just your that, partner. That tank that you have of being around friends that probably hasn't been filled in some time, it can be easily dealt with if you will. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So the ninth one, I believe, is spacing at events, and this is where it kind of uh, we're taking a, a note from a couple of other a- aspects that we've already spoken to, but. When you are doing anything event-related, again, when you're traveling, you may choose to go the route of saying, let's go to a lot of museums or let's go um, dancing or whatever the case may be. Understand what the vicinity is like or, or the, the the areas that you're going in and what that spacing looks like. Um, I was reading an article uh, that a friend of mine actually wrote about 
concerts and shows in Munich. And it actually spoke to kind of the requirements going into it, the spacing that was allowed. And uh, it really kind of spoke to me in the, the aspect of don't always assume that everybody in there is ace, you know, safe. Uh, we also recognize that certain tests don't provide accurate or on-time results. But when Kayla and I went to like the beach party, which I think is a really great example, A, we danced by ourselves, like we danced together. So we were kind of secluded. Beach party at... The, at, the Dominican, our, yes. at the Dominican Republic. Um, we danced by ourselves. We da- So we danced together, it, just the two of us. So A, we kind of minimized contact or proximity with others. And B, it was also outdoors. So it was, we were kind of safe from a lot of the other aspects in that case. When we went to things like museums or galleries or whatever the case, we had our masks on because those were indoors. There was other tourists there. Um Again, where you go, where you travel to may not have as strict of restrictions as your current home base, wherever that is, doesn't mean that that just means, you know, screw it. So I would always recommend to have an understanding of what kind of events or activities you're going to and what is the safest way of being able to participate or at least attending them. Yeah. All right. And number 10 on our list today is watch your spacing when it comes to vehicles. Obviously, if you're traveling traveling on a plane, you can't really help it where other people are around you. You can always try to book an extra seat if you want to avoid someone sitting in a three-row seat with you. Some people, partner. some companies have also started booking off rows if two people book them mm-hmm. uh, that are like a couple or family, they do their best. Uh, not to mention a lot of flights are not as full as they used yeah, to be. Yeah, we actually encountered that quite a bit on our honeymoon as well, where we were the only two people in our row, which was very nice. But it also applies when it comes to things like uh, public transportation, whether it's a bus or a taxi or anything like that. One of the best things that we did on our honeymoon again going back because it is the most recent trip is that our airport shuttle that went from the airport to the hotels when we were getting into the car we would watch to see where everyone else was sitting so if the first person got in and sat at the front we would sit at the back and try to space ourselves as much as possible when it's like cramped and very very tight I would just say go back to make sure you're wearing your mask, make sure that you are using your hand sanitizer. It's kind of like a culmination of all of these little things together. Even turning your head towards the window instead of turning your head towards everyone else is probably going to lessen your chances of getting exposed to something. I think that's kind of the overarching is that there's not one catch all. I think arguably the first two that we spoke about masks and hand sanitizer are kind of your best bet. But at the end of the day, it's really just recognizing that your trip is going to involve health and safety measures that you need to take. Mm-hmm. Um, the hardest part about travel right now is the belief of everybody's doing their best and everybody is safe, but also the, how do I put this nicely? The the belief that nobody is safe and nobody's doing their best. So you need to. So you need to. You always have to think like, I'm in a safe place. Everybody is also concerned with their health. So therefore, nobody is putting themselves at risk. But you can't also live in a place. You can't also be uh, so, you know, pie in the sky, head in the clouds that like, oh, everybody's safe. So we don't need masks. You have to sadly take the worst case scenario and try to work through that. Yeah. Also, just kind of not really a tip, but a piece of advice for you is to approach everyone assuming that they may not be comfortable with the way that you are approaching them. So just because you feel comfortable taking off your mask in a car does not mean the person next to you does. Just because you feel comfortable hanging out with this person at the bar does not mean that they do. Never assume that the other person is as comfortable as you. 
So in the same way, never assume that anyone is as safe as you, never assume anyone is as comfortable as you, and give them the space to do things the way that they need to to feel safe. Yeah, that was the biggest learning lesson for us as well is that uh, from both ends of the spectrum was that we are more safe and and kind of worrisome than other travelers. And at the same time, we are not the most worrisome people. Like we met other individuals or we saw other individuals who were very cautious while traveling and, and they went above and beyond what we were currently doing. And on the flip side, we saw other individuals who could care less about certain rules. Mm-hmm. So again, find your comfort zone. Do not be shy as travelers to speak up if you are uncomfortable um, to individuals, to you know, if they're hotels, uh, you know, if they work at a hotel, if they're working at a restaurant. Um, again, you're not going there to say like change your policies, but you could just say like, hey, when you come to the table or when you speak to me, could you put a mask on? Um, the last thing, simple as that. The last thing you want to do is be very laissez-faire about it and not want to hurt feelings and then end up hurting yourself in the long run. Yeah. So as a traveler who's just recently gone through an international trip, who safely returned home without having COVID, we thought it was helpful to at least put something succinct out there that people could easily listen to. And ideally, the goal here was not to scare anyone, but really to just say, like, just do your best. Just at the end of the day, check off those boxes in your head, write down your 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 plan of attack, if you will, to to be safe for you, your your partner, your family, whomever you're traveling with, yourself. But you know, understand your comfort level. Yeah. Obviously at the end of the day, the safest thing to do is to stay home and not be around anyone. But, uh, as a, as a, someone who loves traveling, it's a very hard thing to do for your mental health and just for your general health. It's really important to get outside and move and, and experience things. And that's something that we are looking at this year and the year to come. And for sure. Um, and I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it from us for this episode. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any tips or suggestions or, you know, plans that you have made to, to be safe during your travels during these times, feel free to reach out to us. You can reach out to us via our socials at Away We Go Podcast on either Instagram or Facebook. You can also obviously check out all of our previous episodes on wherever you get your podcasts. We will be there. So again, we hope this podcast was helpful. Uh, maybe informational, maybe just reassuring. And if that's the case, then we did our, what we were hoping to do. Um, but either way, you know, best of luck in whatever that, whatever travels you may have. Yeah. Happy planning, everyone. And we can wait to see you on the road soon. Bye. Bye.